Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Today, I am so excited because this episode we are featuring for the very first time one of our amazing one-on-one clients here at Wholehearted Health. Her name is Izzy. Her story is so powerful and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. So welcome, Izzy. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so pumped for our conversation today. Um, First of all, just give everybody a little bit of background about yourself, what you do, where you're from, some of your favorite things that make you happy, (laughs) and we'll go from there. Sounds good. Um, Again, my name is Izzy. I live in southern Minnesota with my fiance and our dog, Rocco. And fun fact, me and my fiance are getting married this Saturday coming up from when we are recording this podcast. So lots of big, exciting things happening here. Again, yeah, I live in Southern Minnesota. I work in human resources at a manufacturing facility in the town that we live in. And that's just, yeah, kind of my job. Um, Some of my favorite things to do are, you know, play with Rocco. I like to read. I like to be outside. I like to do all the outside activities. And yeah, I like to just be active and be with my friends and family. Yeah, you're such a sweetheart. And you have to obviously soak up that outside time when you can when you live in southern Minnesota for the couple months of the year when it is gorgeous out like it is right now in in Mm -hmm. August. But so happy you're here. So a little background. We started working together uh, almost, I would say, 10, 11 months ago. And Mm -hmm. I want to dive in a little bit into Izzy's story. So powerful where she was even a year ago, um, last fall, before we started working together. Her transformation since then is absolutely incredible. But tell us a little bit about if you can think back to where you were a year ago, um, where you were with your relationship with food, your struggles, kind of where your headspace was at that time, before we talk about the fun stuff. Yeah, so thinking back to that time, um, I was really struggling with my relationship with food, which is one of the main reasons why I uh, started working with Elsie. So I really struggled with like binge eating. I would, you know, I would think I had a pretty, a pretty good sense on food. I would eat Mm -hmm. pretty good. And then I would have a binge and I would Mm -hmm. binge hard. And then I would feel so so bad about myself I would be so hard on myself and then as like a punishment for binging I would Mm -hmm. just be like okay now you you don't get to eat as much later on and that was just a never-ending cycle where Mm -hmm. it was it wasn't something I could get a grasp on I would eat and then I would be fine and then I would binge really hard and then it was like punishment so just a never-ending cycle I was really, really stuck in a bad, a bad relationship with food. I felt like Mm -hmm. I, I felt like I couldn't have certain things be around me because I Mm -hmm. felt like that would trigger a binge. So Mm -hmm. there was just like certain foods I didn't feel like I should eat. And then if I had them, Mm -hmm. I binged on them. So it was just like a never ending cycle with that and just really was not in a good headspace at all when it came to, you know, my food, my body, um, Mm -hmm my really my health and fitness overall I was just not Mm -hmm. in a good mental spot yeah and you were doing a lot of the quote-unquote what you thought was the right things you know you were Mm -hmm. working out you were Mm -hmm. you know trying to eat healthy but it was placing you in that in that really 
toxic cycle that's that's really hard to break on your own. I remember um, in your intake when we had just started working together, and we can kind of talk about what what spurred you on to finally bite the bullet and join the team, but you had talked about some goals and I have them set goals where we're talking about future casting. What do you, where do you want to be when we're done working together or in six months from now or whatever that is. And a lot of your goals were gain a better relationship with food, you know, food freedom, because being stuck in that binge restrict cycle, you know, however, however extreme, even if it's just occasionally, I know it was a couple times. Um, I believe you said it was a couple times a week. And like, that is, is heavy to carry. So just having the goals of you just wanted to wake up and feel good in your skin. And that to me was so profound because yes, obviously, and we had other goals too. We had fat loss goals, muscle gain, you know, health, and we've accomplished a lot of those, but to just feel good in your skin, to wake up and not have it, you know, the waking up the morning after a binge is, is a punch in the gut. It literally is. You Mm -hmm. just feel so gross. You just feel so defeated you're like how did this happen again and so to be able to wake up and just feel proud of like how you're taking care of yourself that to me it was really motivating I think for you because you knew okay I'm doing this for a bigger reason than just aesthetics so do you want to talk a little bit about kind of where what drove you to to join in the first place because I know that's intimidating but also what your mindset goals were like, you knew, okay, this isn't, this isn't healthy, you know, whether it was attitude related, you know, we, we kind of worked down top down, we figured out what you know, our end goal was, and then we reverse engineered that to find the root cause and tell them a little bit about that process and kind of what your goals were starting out, what you hoped to accomplish. So, yeah. Um, like Elsie said, my, really my main goal was to develop a better relationship with food and my overall goal was just to wake up every morning and feel my absolute best because Mm -hmm. what really drove me to join Elsie was just the constant waking up and just like feeling kind of defeated before the day even started just knowing that I didn't feel good I would wake up I would work out and I was not coming off of my workout even feeling good because Mm -hmm. I had just you know binged the night before and I already Mm -hmm. woke up feeling really really bad about myself and Mm -hmm. I was trying to do the things that I thought would make me feel better and it just wasn't working for me so I got I started working with Elsie because I really felt like I had nothing left to lose and I tried things on my own and it just Mm -hmm. wasn't they weren't working for me so I wanted to and I had been watching Elsie for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that what she was doing worked. I saw it working. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, if it can work for other people, it can work for me. And mm-hmm. so that is what drove me to start working with Elsie. It was because I wanted to feel the way that she was showing that she felt. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's something I wanted. Yeah. And I think if I even remember, it was kind of, we talked about wanting clarity. Just like more of a sense of peace, a sense of clarity, because the health and fitness industry, like you said, you tried a lot of things, things that Mm -hmm. we thought were, you know, things that we feel like, oh, should have worked, but it's not that clean cut a lot of times. And Mm -hmm. adding in more restriction is not the answer to fixing binge eating or relationship with food. And I think at the time, 
um, you were eating like 1500 calories or so, mm-hmm. but you were having yep. those binges pretty highly. And so, I mean, let's fast forward a little bit to the last 10 months. What's that like? What's your experience been like with, you know, any binges navigating? I know the holidays were a huge win. So let's talk a little bit about that and anything, anything else you want to share. Yeah. So over the last couple, uh, 10, 11 months I've been working with Elsie, I have noticed a really, really big uh, shift in like my mindset and my ability to be around food. So I have not had really any binges since working with Elsie um, because one of the main things that she like taught me or talked to me about right at the very beginning was that we don't need to binge because everything fits. Everything Mm -hmm. can fit Mm -hmm. into your macros. All of the foods that you want and you enjoy, they fit. Mm -hmm. They will fit into your macros. You just got to make them fit. And so Mm -hmm. starting out, that's really what I focused on was that if I wanted something, I was going to have it fit my macros. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to Mm -hmm. deprive myself from anything. I was just going to make it fit. And so that has been very, very helpful in my journey thus far. It's Mm -hmm. just, if I want something, I make it fit. And the holidays, yes, like Elsie mentioned, they were a big win. Christmas time is like my favorite time. And there's so many good sweets and treats around my house at Christmas time. And I remember so many Christmases and holidays before um, I would feel so, so bad Mm -hmm. the days after just because the treats are out, I'm gonna eat as much as I possibly can. And there would be a binge. So this year, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to focus on being more present in the moment with the people that are around me and not Mm -hmm. really worry about food. Mm -hmm. And so I noticed I didn't really, I didn't binge at all. And I didn't really even eat as many treats or sweets as I thought I would, because I was just, I wasn't worried about it. I wasn't focusing on food. I was focusing more on just being around the people that I was around and Mm -hmm. it was great. Yeah, that's amazing. And I don't think if you've struggled with binging ever, Mm -hmm. you know how like events, holidays, get togethers like that, where there is a plethora of sweets around can be so hard because you're so focused. We get so fixated on trying to not, you know, overeat that it just usually ends in a dumpster fire. And I just remember being so, so proud because I think it was the day after Christmas, I had asked you how your Christmas went. And you were like, it was so great to be present in the moment. And I remember your your message, highlight of the entire weekend, no binges and no real focus on food, just spent more time focusing on the moments instead. And I think that is so amazing. Because when your goal is to find that peace and balance, like you had wanted, want to learn balance and nutrition where I can like freely eat the foods I want without going crazy on them. Mm -hmm. That starts with a lot of that, you know, inner work of like, okay, so why am I focusing so much on the food when we fixate, you know, it's because we're, we're trying to restrict. And so when we allow those things, that's where the true freedom comes in because they're no longer off limits. They're allowed. We can have them anytime. And I remember we had that conversation because I think, Oreos were a big thing for you. That was your kind of one of your, one of your binge foods. So 
let me ask you, do you keep Oreos like in the last, you know, 10 months, did you keep them in the house and were you, were you okay? Was it a different experience? Yeah. So in the last 10 months, I've, we've had Oreos in the house like numerous times and, Mm -hmm. you know, I make them, I I don't binge on them. They, Mm -hmm. I'm good. I Mm -hmm. make them fit in my macros and I, Mm -hmm. If you look back at my food tracker, I've probably had them yeah. multiple times a week for how many months, but mm-hmm. I just can now have, you know, mm-hmm. one or two and I'm good. I don't yeah. need to eat a whole row of Oreos, which I mean, which is what I used to do. I could eat a whole row and I would feel so crappy and yeah, I just couldn't, but it was like, I couldn't stop. And now they just sit on the counter and yeah. I'm I now you're like half of the package goes stale. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's, it's honestly true. Cause I, I've learned that I can make whatever I want fit into my macros or I can fit whatever I want to eat into whatever mm-hmm. I need to. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't crave it as much. I don't yeah. have like the obsession or like the desire to eat as much of it as I can. Yeah. And that's awesome. And I think that that was the begin, just the beginning for you was finding mm-hmm. the peace, the balance with fitting things into your macros. But as mm-hmm. time went on, talk a little bit about how your food choices have evolved, kind of where you're at now with things, what you're, you know, what you're doing to try to feel your best. Because I think that's something we've really di- um, di- dived into for you is trying to optimize things now because we've gone through a lot of different phases of almost healing and then you know transition with your nutrition so talk a little bit about that yeah so um I would say over the last month month and a half or so I've kind of started to transition more to a more animal-based diet um just because uh Elsie Elsie was talking about it with us um Mm -hmm. as clients and just talk, listening to her talk about some of the benefits, I was like, you know, I think that would really benefit me too. Cause I was seeing a lot of progress and seeing a lot of transformation in my body and my digestion. Um, mm-hmm. But I knew that there was still like, I could still be better. Um, mm-hmm. And so I have switched now more to an animal based type diet and I am feeling so good lately. Mm-hmm. Digestion has just been so great. I used to struggle so badly with digestive issues and Mm -hmm. all of that kind of GI discomfort I wake up every morning now and I feel not bloated hardly at Mm -hmm. all and which Mm -hmm. is crazy because I used to wake up and I was so bloated all of the time and so inflamed and just Mm -hmm. that simple switch or adjustment in my diet has really really helped me thus far yeah Yeah. And I think that's something we focused on initially was healing digestive issues. We saw a lot of improvement through your your Mm -hmm. initial reverse diet. And then, you know, even now just continuing to optimize things. Like it just gives me such life that you felt so good when you just decided to go that route. So I love that. Um, I do want to touch on as well. So we made the transition. You decided to talk about going off hormonal birth control and how, what your experience was like, kind of what drove that decision and whatever you'd like to share on that. Yeah. So I would say three, three months ago, I think Mm -hmm. it was when I went off of my hormonal birth control. Um, I had been taking that since, I don't know, I was in my teens. And so it was, it was a big adjustment for me. I was 
I, it was something I was used to taking, but I knew my, it wasn't making my, it was affecting my body in a way mm-hmm. that I wasn't liking. Mm-hmm. And I, we, I talked about it with Elsie a couple of times in different check-ins, just, you know, um, going off of my birth control to really balance my hormones. Cause I knew my body would re- have better responses to what we were working and what I was doing if I wasn't having, you know, such imbalances in my hormones. Yeah. Um, and so after talking about that quite a bit, I, you know, I pulled the trigger and I stopped going I stopped my hormonal birth control. I think it was, End we talked May. about it. Yeah. We talked mm-hmm. about it one day in a check-in and the next day I was like, you know, I'm done. And so yeah. <laughs> yes. and we talked, it was a Wednesday, I think I didn't check in and a Thursday I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm not taking this anymore. Yeah. And so I stopped and I have noticed a lot of changes hormonally mm-hmm. since coming off of birth control in the mm-hmm. best way. Mm-hmm. I definitely noticed, I think it's helped a lot with um, bloating. Mm-hmm. I have not really since coming off of hormonal birth control, I haven't really had any bad, you know, um, hormonal symptoms around my Mm -hmm. cycles either. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because I think everything is finally coming to a real balance. Mm -hmm. And because I'm taking such more better care of myself with like good nutrition, um, keeping my stress levels low, I have Mm -hmm. noticed such like an improvement in just like my overall body since coming mm-hmm. off of hormonal birth control. And it's almost in a way that you can't really ex- explain until y- you've done it. Yeah. Yep. It's almost just more of like, you just feel more like yourself again, mm-hmm. but you can't really put it in words. And I think yeah, that speaks enough. I was so excited when you wanted to. And that's the thing is with any of you guys, of you ladies, like I just want to give you the information to make, you know, the best decision for you. And I think at that point, you got so curious and I was like, I'm going to lay in the information out for you. I'm going to give you the options and help, you know, support whatever decision you want to make. But at the end of the day, I think the fact that you've decided and evolved into this, just like powerhouse, you want to take the most, the best possible care of yourself, like in this kind of really broad holistic way, like it's just so amazing to watch. And obviously I am so glad that you feel so much better because we're really getting to a lot of what we we've been doing is getting to the root of why you weren't feeling good and why you had all these, you know, things going on. They were all symptoms. You know, that's what I, even with binge eating with gut health, those aren't the issues. (laughs) Those are the symptoms of the issues. So we've been able to give it so much time. You've trusted the process. Um, and I've just been so, so proud. Do you want to, um, Share a little bit about the mindset things, because I know when you started, you also had some goals of just kind of wanting to be more of that positive, um, in that positive headspace. Where are you now with that? And what do you think has been the biggest kind of driver of that, that change in your mood and your just kind of stability? Yeah. So, um, yeah, one of my goals was, you know, just becoming a little bit or becoming a lot more positive and just mm-hmm. like optimistic about you know everything life I I am a very I was a very negative person um you probably could ask mm-hmm. anyone that like knows me that I was probably like the most like negative mm-hmm. Debbie Downer kind of person that there was like someone would be saying something positive and I was like no negative mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I felt that way 
about a lot of things, but especially myself. Um, prior to working with Elsie, I was very hard on myself and very negative about like, you know, where I was at and I was mm-hmm. never gonna get out of where I was mm-hmm. or feeling like I was. And so it took a, it took a lot of work, but what I think has helped was just, you know, embracing the journey for what it was and what it is Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and just taking one day at a time and that one day is not going to throw everything off Um, and I had to look at every day of this journey as that as each day as it is you know Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. if there's going to be highs there's going to be lows and you just take it for for what it is and you know you're going to come out on the other side so much better yeah and so looking at the journey like that has really helped me, but also, you know, not getting down on myself. I like made a commitment to myself starting this out was that I was not going to be hard on myself about my body and all of the changes that it would go through. Um, Because that's, again, just embracing the journey is that's how, that's how it's going to be. And you just have to, you know, you have to commit Mm -hmm. to being loving yourself and being proud of yourself every single day, no matter what day, what the day throws at you. And I yep. think that's really helped me a lot too. Yeah, it's been it's been awesome to watch. And I think it's crazy to hear you say that you were negative because I think you are like the most <laughs> sunshine person and you're so positive. You're so sweet, so kind-hearted. And I think it's really stemmed from being able to accept where you are, even yeah. while working towards where you want to be. You yeah. found joy in that process. And mm-hmm. I love that. Obviously, that's my goal for you is to enjoy the process, even, you know, while working to be that version of yourself you want to be, mm-hmm. not hating your life. You know, if you right. are, if you're dreading every day and not enjoying what you're doing, it's going to be dreadful. And obviously, then you're not going to want to stick with it. So I just, I love that. And I think it's super important to not neglect, um, that mindset piece. And I know you're doing a lot of the inner work with the habits. Like I see you doing your morning routine. Was that something you had have implemented in the last year? Yeah. So that's something that I used to do um, long before we started Mm -hmm. working together. And it was something Mm -hmm. that I kind of stopped doing Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. for the time right before we did start uh, working together. I was something I hadn't probably done in like four or five months prior Um, Mm -hmm. but, and I knew that that helped me when I had done it. And so I Mm -hmm. was like, you know, I need to get real back to that. And so I would, yeah, within the last year, it's something that I've started doing again, where, Mm -hmm. you know, I get up, I do, uh, I read my devotional, I do some journaling and it's just Mm -hmm. like a way to just start your day Mm -hmm. off, getting your mind in a good place. And mm-hmm. it really does. It carries into the rest of your day. And absolutely, it really does. It just carries into the rest of your life. Yep. And that seems like such a small thing, you know, taking mm-hmm. 10 minutes at the beginning of your day. But w- with consistency, you know, doing that every day, starting off with gratitude, getting yourself in that headspace, it really does set the tone. So mm-hmm. I love that. And yeah, we it, it is we're looking so big picture. And I, I love that we've been able to kind of touch on a lot of different facets of your journey. And I want to honor your time here. But before we wrap things up, what would you tell someone who is in shoes similar to your past? You know, some someone who has maybe got fears or hesitations of, you know, reaching out for help? What would you tell them? Um, 
And anything else you want to you wanna leave our, our listeners before we wrap things up? Yeah, I think anyone that's out there right now that's, you know, struggling with a bad relationship with food, that you're struggling with binging, you're just struggling with not feeling your best. This is going to sound so like, duh, but Mm -hmm. don't be afraid. Just Mm -hmm. do it. Reach out Mm -hmm. to Elsie, reach out to someone, ask Mm -hmm. for help. It's, you have nothing to lose Mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah. If you truly want to feel better and feel your best do what you know you need to do to feel that way and if that Mm -hmm. means asking for help reaching Mm -hmm. out do that yeah um I mean I was so nervous um to talk to Elsie about needing help because it wasn't something that I'm good at I'm not good at asking for help um I like to think that I can do things on my own and if you are that person just just accept the fact that you know it's okay to need help and you don't have to do it on your own so just don't be afraid yeah thank you so much for that yeah asking for help is not an an admission of failure it's no so wise because it gets you into a position where you can stop making the same mistakes stop kind of you know break Mm -hmm. that cycle because it's not a way to live so thank you so much Izzy it's been amazing to have you on if you guys are interested in hearing more about Izzy's story, we did record a live on Instagram. I will link that in the show notes as well as the application to work with me one-on-one um, to ex- explore if that's a good fit for you. Um, you can fill out the application and we'll chat more, but thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.